Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. The Waco History Podcast is sponsored by Brotherwell Brewing on Historic Bridge Street in Waco. Welcome to the Waco History Podcast. We're going to air for you over the next few months a special series of Waco History Living Stories. Uh, these were segments that were originally aired on KWBU here in Waco. Uh, they were produced by the Institute for Oral History editor, Michelle Holland, and narrated by two fabulous narrators, uh, Louis Mazze and Kim Patterson. And so these highlight oral histories from the collection of the Institute for Oral History at Baylor University, which I direct, which has been around since 1970 and has over a thousand interviews related to Waco and McLennan County history. And we're happy to highlight those here. In this Living Stories vignette, we dive into the history of textile factories in Waco. Uh, and hear some stories of those that worked in them. Then the night came alive with this is Living Stories featuring voices from the collections of the Baylor University Institute for Oral History. I'm Kim Patterson. The clothing industry in the United States was at its peak in the mid-1900s. Reports show that by 1957, Americans were spending more than $25 billion annually on clothes, nearly twice the amount spent on automobile purchases and eight times the figure spent on private education. Waco was home to several clothing factories during this time that employed many women, companies like Hawk and Buck and J.M. Wood. Estelle Peterson, who moved to Waco in the early 1940s, worked for nearly 45 years in the clothing industry, much of that time as an inspector. She describes the demands of the work. They wanted you to make production, that's uh-huh. for sure, and you really had to work hard to make production. If you didn't make production, they would lay you off, sure as the world. And, well, I was lucky all those years. I made production most mm-hmm. of the time, but, I mean, it wasn't fooling around. I mean, you had to work. Mm-hmm. And they inspected your work, and if they'd find re- a repair, they'd throw it back at you. They get on to you. You had to do the best you could, and they sure didn't like for you to let some repairs go through, but it was hard to catch everything, but I tried to do the best I could and fast as I could, and it wasn't easy. Then they'd time you right there and see how fast you, you feel just playing over, and, and you, you could do so-and-so, well, you could do it all the time. Mm-hmm. And they'd, they'd stand behind you, and you wouldn't know they was timing you, and so they'd catch you. So <laughs> that was kind of, if I knew they was looking, watching you, it makes you nervous. Mm-hmm. Peterson explains one way the industry changed over the years. It seemed like they wasn't quite as strict when we first went to work. Mm-hmm. We, we, we could get by sometimes 
we run out of work, we'd sit around a little bit, but there at last, it had changed quite a bit. They were mm -hmm. really strict on you. You had to keep busy mm -hmm. or they'd send you home. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, you did learn to do different things than when you did run out of work. I even learned to press and seam <laughs> <Steam> press. And <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, that was when you sure had to watch things. You didn't right. press your fingers. Longtime Waco resident Louise Murphy worked as a seamstress in the 40s. She recalls when her employer introduced an assembly line into the factory. Now, when we first went to work, our work was one machine to the other, one machine to the other, and uh, we were on uh, Army khaki pants. Mm -hmm. Well, they put these pants up on conveyor, mm -hmm. and it went from one sh That keeps you from having to reach back and get your work, mm -hmm. because that conveyor brought your work to you, mm -hmm. and they thought it would save time. That's when mm -hmm. there were we begin to have trouble because if one stops and does repair, the whole line is affected, see. In the 1970s, the clothing industry began to fade in America as it became more cost-effective to import clothing from countries such as China, South Korea, and Taiwan. But in recent years, the industry has seen a boost from American retailers who want to restock and respond to fads quickly, as well as have more control over inventory and quality. For more information about this program or the Institute for Oral History, visit us at baylor.edu slash livingstories. Thanks for listening to the Waco History Podcast. Like what you heard? Subscribe, rate, and review our show on iTunes so we can reach more listeners. You can find show notes and info on every episode at wacohistorypodcast.com and more info on Waco's past at wacohistory.org. Our theme music, used with permission, is Cross the Brazos at Waco, performed by the late Billy Walker. For more info on Billy's music, go to billywalker.com. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.